Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Send us an email, won't you? Connect with us. Path to Zion podcast at gmail.com is the way to do it. Would you help us spread the word? Go to pathtozion.com. Uh, like us on Facebook, share some of these episodes. I would be so thankful, so grateful if you would just share some of these episodes if you are listening to them. Because as we all know, media is a, is, is a tremendous asset in this age. The, the fact that you can spread information in mere seconds globally blows my mind. And so would you help us do that? Um, we would be very thankful. Listen, today, um, I just want to share some things that it's very interesting. Have you ever, have you ever had a circumstance in your life where the Lord uses yourself to speak to you something prophetically? I've had some circumstances in my life in the last couple of days that, man, it's been, it's been so arresting. <laughs> um, where there have been things that I even specifically taught on here on this program two weeks ago, maybe, and literally word for word, what I was saying was, let's just say it, it was just absolutely prophetic, not for you, not for this man walking down the road here, but for myself. I was <laughs> receiving the oracles of the Lord to myself. And so, yes and amen to that, that God, we know that God doesn't do anything before declaring it, before announcing it, before allowing someone to hear it. And how awesome it is when, when it's actually we ourselves that receive something from God in his goodness and kindness, in a sense, announces it to us before we even get there so that if we are attentive and discerning, oh, wait a minute, this is something that Yahweh has revealed to me for right now. And so I just want to talk about a few things somewhat related to that. Um, and it's just interesting how things transpire when we walk according to the Spirit, when we walk in a level of discernment, really, truly, to the deepest part of our understanding, desiring to hear, receive, and um, adhere to truth. Um, so I was thinking on, now my wife and I talked about this last night, we talk about this with regularity, just about the awesome um, reality of Yeshua Messiah now seated in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. I don't claim to understand all of that, I'm, I'm not going to get into some doctrinal position on Trinitarian beliefs and like, you know, the persons of of the Trinity. And, you know, I'm not a big persons guy, as I've said for years, um, because if we're not careful, we try to minimize um, the Godhead, if you will. We try to minimize Yahweh eternal down into natural understanding that we can actually grasp. And I don't believe that in that way he can really be known and rightly understood in the complexities of who he is. Some of that, I would say, for me, is, you know, some things, they're just above me. Um, you know, I, I just, I think of Psalms, several places where, where the writer of Psalms, and depending on where you're at, 
talks about, these things are just too high and lofty for me. Um, I'm not going to trouble myself with all of that. Um, I'm going to kind of operate at a level where I can actually grasp in correct understanding uh, to the best of my present ability. But what we were talking about, I believe it was last night, and again with regularity, we talk about the awesome function of Yeshua Messiah now as he is, as the mediator between God and men, and, and the great sympathetic high priest, um, that he is the great sympathizer. He is the sympathetic high priest. I did a teaching on this maybe three months ago um, about our sympathetic high priest. You can go back and find that if that kind of sparks an interest in your thinking and in your curiosities. Um, it's an interesting facet, if you will, to to turn Messiah and look upon. Um, the fact that he, because he was fully man and became flesh and blood, he now has a perspective that is absolutely crystal clear towards you and I now in the form of humanity. He understands, he remembers is the way I described it and still do. It is awesome to me that everything I experience, everything I encounter, Yeshua now, <laughs> let's be careful we don't go too deep and like get distracted, but like in his present condition, if you will, he understands fully what it is like to be in bodies of flesh. I often reference, this is why I believe he constantly said when people would start to heap accolades upon him, he would constantly bring them back down and say, look, don't call me good. Only the Father is good. My, my understanding of that is that he was completely under, he completely understood his humanity, fully God, fully man. He left the highest heaven to become encased in flesh, to become humanity, to redeem, of course, the fall of the first Adam by becoming the last. He perfectly kept the commands of God, and then he surrendered his life and said, you know what? Hey, if you want to come, you can, but you have to come in exactly the same way that I walked. You have to come into me, be empowered by my spirit to walk as I walked. Any man that does this, any man that chooses this Messiah pattern will be in me and you will know the Father because if you've seen me, you've seen him. Okay? But it, it, it just boggles my natural mind when, when I really, I mean more deeply than like sermons I believe we've all heard in our life, which is about this reality, but just kind of stays up top and stays an emotional, like, you know, aren't you glad you have a friend in Jesus? He's your friend because he became man on your behalf. I'm not saying that's not true, but I believe there are much deeper levels of understanding for us to go to within this principle. He is not just someone who can relate to us. I believe he now intercedes on our behalf in a very deep place, a deep posture and condition, because I believe he says, he goes, I, this is how I see it. And again, this is just my personal perspective. This is just how I see things according to the scriptural teachings of what Yeshua Messiah is doing now exalted back to the right hand of the Father father, in a ruling and reigning 
position as the mediator Messiah. I believe he is going before the Father, pleading our side. Not taking our side now, but pleading and saying, Father, I remember. I remember how horribly hard it is to be in a body of flesh. Their flesh is prone to wander, as Paul always taught. This nasty flesh, it is, it is prone to sin. It's no longer me. I am in Christ. He is my life. But this body of flesh and sin is prone to do what I hate and what I loathe. It is the sin in this mortal mortal body. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Well, Yeshua Messiah, the mediator, the sympathetic high priest. And what is he doing? I believe he's saying, you know what? Father, I remember the excruciating process of being the suffering servant surrendered entirely to your will. Okay, so here's where I want to move with this right now because this is what's interesting that, again, I just want to be transparent. Um, so I was looking around um, while I'm out working, and even now I'm just sitting in my truck here. And I started just reading several texts about, about Yeshua just being the mediator. Um, and so I was just popping around just like, you know, encouraging myself in that reality that, that like the Lord Yeshua, the King exalted one remembers and then remembers me because he knows I'm in this body of flesh. It's not an excuse now. Nobody's saying, well, God, you know how hard it is down here. Sorry. No way. This is not excusatory. This is a mature man thinking and understanding and realizing what Yeshua knew but mastered. He never bowed his knee to the lust of the flesh, ever. He was perfect in every way, of course, perfectly kept the commands of the Father. He was the perfect, obedient, yielded son. Okay, so that leads me to why I even looked at this today. In the last 48 hours in my life personally, I have received correction, okay? Me, a rarity of rarities, all right? Discipline. Now, now that this goes back, I'm not gonna go into all that, but like, this is what I said prophetically to myself a couple weeks ago about how for years and years in my life, the more I think about it, really for the last 14 years, I've been desiring someone to come in and take a rightful place of authority over me to help me mature, to help me grow. Look, I'm very strong-willed. I'm very passionate. I am absolutely overflowing with zeal. The Lord told me yesterday afternoon, Joel, you need temperance. The, the discipline came. All right, Lord, I am going to do what I said has to be done in the brethren. I'm going to do it. It hurts. My flesh man, boy, whoop, 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 alarms going off, flesh man alert, flesh man alert, alive and well. No, you get back in the grave. Get back in the grave. I do not walk according to your ways, according to my old thought patterns, according to that spirit of Cain that says, hey, rise up, defend yourself, defend yourself, warning, warning. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I am a Christ man. As I said to myself, I realize now, my life is hidden with Christ in God, and it is no longer my own. I do not take it up again. So, 
How do I respond? Mediator Messiah, I need you. Help me. Empower me. You have sent me your Holy Spirit. Empower me. Change me. Enable me to endure alongside the brethren. I'm going to do it. I cannot do it in myself. I will not do it in myself. I will flee. But I pointed back. I, I would like to say the Spirit of the Lord reminded me of a couple days ago of the vision I had that I shared on here about the fiery raging inferno inferno where Adonai was standing beside me and said, Look, Joel, we're going through. Now you can go around. You have freedom. I did that Freedom and Liberty series months ago. You have freedom in Yeshua, Joel. You can go around. Get in line, son. Get in line. Go around. But you're coming right back here. I am be I will be right here. So you can go out there and you can call me. I will be right here and I'm going through. Okay, Lord. Yes, I'm learning. You're teaching me. I hear you. I will listen. Okay? So in in my looking for the verses, I was reading verses again about Yeshua as mediator. Well, I landed in Hebrews 12. Quite interesting considering why I'm looking into his present function as mediator. Let's read some, shall we? Hebrews chapter 12. It's very interesting because as I'm scrolling through on my phone in my Bible Gateway app, doot, 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 scroll, scroll, scroll. Okay, so uh, Yeshua, he is sitting down at the right hand of the throne of God. He endured hostility, and I'm paraphrasing, of course. Why? So that I don't grow tired or become despondent. I've not resisted to the point of shedding blood in the contest against sin. Also, I've forgotten the counsel which speaks as sons. Quote, my son, don't despise the discipline of Adonai. Don't become despondent when he corrects you. For Adonai disciplines those who he loves and he whips everyone he accepts as a son. Oh, whips now. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. God loves me, right? I thought my father loves me. Listen, do we really need to explain that? Well, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, if you need explained that God chastises his son, we might have to go back a few grades and start over. Let's move up higher, shall we? The interesting thing is, I remembered this morning when version two of the discipline came to me, one of the very first thoughts I had when I hung up the phone was, Lord, I praise you. I praise you, Father, because you discipline your sons. May this prove to be a testing for me that, that reminds me that I am, in fact, your son. Okay, verse 7 of Hebrews chapter 12. Regard your endurance as discipline. Yahweh is dealing with you as sons. For what son goes undisciplined by his father? All legitimate sons undergo discipline. So if you don't, you are a mamzer and not a son. Now listen, I don't know what version you read. Right now, I'm reading the complete Jewish Bible. It's, been, it's becoming my favorite uh, version. It's just it's chock full of things that I love. I love word study, so I'm a nerd. That's fine. But listen, Mamzer. Okay, so I started poking around a little bit. I know what other versions I've read most of my life say, but I had not heard the word Mamzer, so I looked into it. Now listen, I'm no scholar. I'm not trying to impress you. But I started reading some different viewpoints and vantage points of a Mamzer. The Septuagint seems like the most clear version, if you will, explanation of that that I felt kind of resonate with me. 
And so what I ended up looking at was basically it was understood that it was the son of a prostitute, the son of a harlot. Some would say illegitimate, illegitimate son, but you were, you were considered the son of harlotry. Okay? So like there is a, there's a disconnect, if you will, from a rightful place of honor as a son. I don't have time to go into all that, and I don't even claim to understand it. I'm just saying from a just real quick topical breeze through about a mamzer, it's an, it's an illegitimate son. But all legitimate sons undergo discipline. Furthermore, verse 9, we had physical fathers who disciplined us. We respected them. How much more should we submit to our spiritual father and live? Exclamation point. For they disciplined us only for a short time, and only as best they could. But he disciplines us in a way that provides genuine benefit to us and enables us to share in his holiness. Do you hear what that says? His discipline comes in a way that provides genuine benefit and enables us to share in his holiness. Friends, This is one of the reasons the church is not holy. I had not thought of that till this very second because I'm reading it from a little bit different perspective right this second. Mature, true, legitimate sons of the Father are disciplined. They are corrected. Can we say they are whipped? Why? Because it enables you, it enables me to share in His holiness. So can we say that if we avoid discipline, if we avoid correction, if we avoid the rod of the Father that comes through the brethren, comes through the Word, and comes through the conviction of the Holy Spirit, however it comes, we will not be sharing in His holiness. Friends, we need to say Selah and sit down. I need to sit down. And ask myself, how in the world can I be holy as he is holy, free, and void of the correction and discipline that comes from my holy, perfect Father? I cannot. Verse 11, Hebrews chapter 12. All discipline, while it is happening, does indeed seem painful. Man, it's not enjoyable. This is real life now. Real men wrote this, okay? Man, don't be like, yeah, I love discipline. More discipline, please. Whip me. Correct me. Discipline me more. No way. It's painful. It's not enjoyable. But, but, but. But for those who have been trained by it, in other words, once you have been in seasons of training by it, It later produces peaceful fruit, which is righteousness. Listen, I would like to say, in humility now, in humility, please hear what I'm saying. I believe that I can sit here today with peaceful fruit because I have willingly submitted myself to be trained by it. I think this is a facet that we could all add to our lives, and I can absolutely, hands down, add to my life in immeasurable measure. That's a bad word usage. Incredible 
immeasurable amounts of this needs added to my life. Because it's painful. It's not enjoyable. But I have been giving myself to be trained by it. And I feel like in this second, now it could change in one second if I chose to think according to my own natural thinking. My old man mindset. But if I can endure, if I can have my spiritual man thinking active in my life, it will produce peaceful fruit, which is righteousness. So strengthen your drooping arms. Steady your tottering knees. Make a level path for your feet so that what has been injured will not get wrenched out of joint, but rather will be healed. Keep pursuing shalom, the peace of God with everyone, and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Goes on to talk about root of bitterness, its warnings, this and that. Hey, listen, you better be careful now. The root of bitterness, like that's going to that's gonna get into the discipline, into the correction, and it's going to corrupt the whole stinking thing. Don't let that shoot up in there. It's poison. It's mildewy nastiness that's going to get in there, and it's going to ruin the sweetness of the work of the Father in our lives. So listen, I'm just saying as a living example, a living, walking word of my testimony, We have got to give ourselves to leaning into the mediator Messiah who is interceding on our behalf right here, right now, and is saying, you know what? Joel, I know it's hard. I know it, man. I remember. I remember. It's excruciating. But the Father is able. Well, what's my responsibility? I believe Yeshua is saying, Joel, keep the correction, keep the commands, receive the discipline of the Father as it comes to you. You respond in humility with a surrendered will unto the Father, and look, every single thing in your life will produce this fruit. It will be a genuine benefit to you. It will enable us to share in His holiness. So friends, I'm just going to, this is just a little addition to my under authority message from two weeks ago. Listen, There are teachings, and there are living out teachings. Do you hear what I'm saying? There are teachings which are awesome. And then there are lifestyle lessons learned that are teachings that are, you know what? It's a a little, it stings a little bit. It stings a little bit. It stings a lot. But let's, let's just step back as spiritual men, thinking with the mind of the Messiah. And remember, it's okay. I think this is what Yeshua would say is, listen, discipline while it's happening, Joel, it's not enjoyable. I remember. I did everything the Father said to do, and it was not enjoyable while it was happening. But I was trained. How in the world did Yeshua Messiah learn obedience? Bible quiz. By the things that he suffered. He suffered them at the hand of the Father. The Father orchestrated his absolute every move, every step, and Yeshua Messiah said, Yes, Father. Yes. 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 Painful. But he was trained by it. That's the scripture we're told, right? He learned. He was trained through 
the things that he suffered. And friends, listen, man, I'm telling you, if you don't hear the word of the Lord in this, alongside all these messages I've been sharing, including that vision of Adonai in Isaiah chapter 43 being with the ones who go through the river, through the waters, through the fire, I'm just saying, you're not paying attention. Because this is clear as the sun in the sky. The Lord is speaking. It is time for people to go through with him, believing fully, fully convinced that it is for our good. It's going to be painful. It's not going to be enjoyable. If you're looking for a pain-free, enjoyable Christian walk, friends, you're going to be disappointed. Why in the world are there so many people who always say, this is not what I thought it would be? Because we're not teaching what this will be. This will be painful. It will be hard. There is discipline. There is a rod of correction coming to his sons. May we not be mamzers. I know that's a silly word and it sounds funny even saying it, but may we not be a mamzer. May we be in the pure seed of the Messiah. Look, his offspring. He has gone before us in order to allow us to be in his literal bloodline that comes from the Father, his offspring, holy, righteous, willing to give himself to the discipline of Adonai without becoming despondent. I will not despise the discipline of Adonai when he corrects me. Friends, let's do this. Would you attempt to do this alongside me? What if we could really do it? You know, what if we could really do it? Man, I'm telling you, if, oh my gosh, if there are 10 men, if there are five men, if there are two men, if there is one man on the earth in my life that is brought to me or me brought to them who's willing to do this, man, the principalities and powers had better watch out, and I'm not even playing. Because this is, to me, this is like the pinnacle of unity of the Spirit, of like the humility of the shared endeavor to give ourselves to the correction that, let's just be honest, comes through the brethren nine times out of ten. And so if we're void of that in our lives and we are walking around as that vision that I shared in the other episode, if we're walking around the walls by ourselves, individually receiving the oracles of God, how we hear them for ourselves, how we interpret them, friends, I'm telling you, we're not going to get the correction we need because we're going to pick and choose what the correction of God is as I hear it in my prayer closet. And guess what, friends? It's going to favor you every time. It's going to favor you every time. Now, I'm not saying I've not received the heavy hand of correction from the Father just me and him. I'm not saying it's void of that, but if the only place you ever receive correction is in a nebulous spiritual nature through communion with the Father and through his word and through the Holy Spirit, if that's the only way we're lacking a facet of how we are to function as the people of God, because there has always been men alongside other men speaking the oracles of God, the correction, the discipline of the Father to the sons. Familial. Look, the Father created 
the family. Why in the world does he want called the father? Because he wants to father a family. And families bring correction. Families bring the rod of correction and discipline. Man, I'm telling you, it hurts. It's excruciating. Everything in my natural man says, "Uh uh-uh, no way. But you know what? I do not live according to the natural man, and I'm not going to start now. So may we give ourselves to the mediator Messiah, empowering us to be ones who rightly as mature sons receive the correction of the Father. Why? Because his correction is perfect. Now let me say this, and I'm going to wrap this up, because I feel like I need to highlight this point. I don't have time to look it up again because I'll have to stall for time. Let me Give me two seconds to look it up and see if I can find it. Lord, help me to see it. Okay, in um, chap, uh, chapter 12, verse 9, Hebrews 12, verse 9, we had physical fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. How much more should we f- submit to our spiritual father and live? Verse 10, they disciplined us only for a short time and only as best they could. Listen. We have to get that last part of verse uh, 10, the middle part. We, as mere brothers, I would say we are the same. We're synonymous as the father's role. We are doing the best that we can. Look, look, I'm going to, if you're in my life, I'm going to bring correction to you. I'm going to bring discipline to you through fasting and prayer and, and, and communion with the father to receive his word through me on your behalf, I believe that is an absolute necessity for the function of the people of God. I will do that. But listen, it's not going to be perfect. Okay? It is going to be the best that I can, like this is telling us in Hebrews. Look, the fathers did the best they could. I have to constantly remember, you know what, people in my life... I have to, according to the Spirit, determine the ones who are truly being led by the Spirit to teach me, correct me, instruct me the best they can. Because they are mere vessels, right? Only the Father perfectly corrects, and all of us down here, we're doing our best to bring the correction of God in the rightful dose according to what He says and to our own discernment, our own understanding, yielded to the Spirit for the brethren. Listen, this is, a high, this is a high calling, right? This is why I say there's no time for television and entertainment and all the fun things of this life. There's no time because you know what? I had better be hearing rightly towards what I ever open up my mouth to speak to you or any other person, even my own wife or son. I had better be laboring into hearing and receiving the word of the Lord rightly so that if I should ever open up my mouth to bring correction to the best of my ability, it had better be true. Friends, we have to hold this rightly. It is a responsibility bestowed to us from the Father. We do not deserve it. May we handle it rightly in humility. God, help us. Oh, Yahweh, help us to perform the functions within your government on the earth to advance your kingdom. We have got to get to the Father's business. Be encouraged. There's hope for us, man. There's hope for me. There's hope for you. We can do this. Why? Because of the mediator, Messiah. Amen.